Welcome to Two Cents FC. I'm your host, Amobi Okugo, back again with my guy, L. Each week, we'll be talking with individuals from around the soccer world, learning about their stories and getting their unfiltered thoughts and opinions. This week, we're joined by family, officially family now, host of For the Culture podcast and friend of the show, Grego. Uh, we'll be recapping the Euro and the Copa America finals, giving our Gold Cup predictions and talking MLS valuations and more. Grego, how you feeling? Pretty good, man. It's a good, it's a good day in the A. Yeah, we're gonna get this going. Nah, respect. I, I heard you uh, had a fun trip to Columbus as well. Man, you have no idea. Like, just the whole atmosphere was. Um, it's cathartic. It's 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 something for the soul. <laughs> okay, where would you rank it in terms of soccer stadiums if you've been to? Um. Honestly, because like what we have here in Atlanta is so different from what they have up there. I'll put it in terms of soccer specific stadiums. This has got to be like at or near the top. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm excited because when I, I see L, y'all was rocking out. Um, I asked L, I was like, where does he rank it? And he was like, you know, he didn't want to be biased, but he he put it up top. Uh, for me personally, um, I recently went to Austin FC Stadium, and I was like, "Yo, this is yeah, this is top five. Ooh. So I know L's coming yeah, out like Austin that, like at some point. Just a little bit. I've seen that on TV. Yeah, there's like not a bad seat like, in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, that's tough. So you know, maybe maybe two cents FC going to do like a stadium tour, a uh, little video vlog series at some point. Hey, it's an idea. Hey, <laughs> that needs to be the move. <laughs> yeah, we just need, but, to, need to find a nice sponsor to, to sponsor the travel. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> away, away. If you talk, if you if you listening, anyone at away, Southwest, Delta. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. let's let's make that tap inward. Make that shake. <laughs> but L, let's get right into it. I know this is going to be a different uh, episode show today. We got a lot yep. to talk about. Uh, but yeah, let's get right into it. All right, yeah, let's jump right into it. We're going to do a nice news roundtable episode for you guys. Um, got a lot to unpack. Past couple of weeks have been crazy for soccer, world football, however you want to put it. Um, first up, we'll talk about the Euro. So England did not bring it home, <laughs> as they said they would. Um, they were so they I, were at home the whole time. <laughs> right, and they still couldn't bring it home. Um, so they lost in the Euro final to Italy on penalty kicks with misses from Rashford, Sancho, um, who are arguably cold. Um, and then Bukayo Saka, star boy, who um, who's, who has never taken a professional penalty kick for Arsenal or England. Um, so with all that said, I want to get you guys thoughts on Southgate's managerial decisions, because clearly it all comes down to the manager for putting these three men in this position. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? Greg, I'll let you rock out first. Okay. But... um. Southgate got this all wrong. <laughs> I, I'll that's that's the that's the longest short of it. Now, I, I look at it like this: one of our girls from Shea Butter FC was talking about how the the first and second best PK taker should be uh, your first, first and fifth. And fifth. Yep. I don't see how Saka was the second best. I just don't. Between you have Rashford, Grealish, Sterling. Like you have other options you can go with. And you didn't. Not to mention you have Sancho and Rashford that weren't in the game at all. It came in very, 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 very cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they didn't even get a I would have picked maybe like one. But not both. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, it, in hindsight, it's so tough because if they make the PKs, they win. Everyone's like, no one's talking about it. Everyone's putting Rashford, Sancho, Saka on a pedestal. You know, they'd still be probably be celebrating. But – 
that's the that's the thing about sports. You know, there's things that happen and things that don't happen, and they didn't win. Uh, so we definitely got to analyze it. So for me, if you know that they're gonna come in and take PKs, they can play like five minutes. You know, like at least get a touch on the ball. I don't think Sancho got a touch on the ball when he got get a little sweat or something. Yeah. Rashford, he made one tackle because he came in as right back. And then now you're going to PKs with the pressure. And uh, I, I made a tweet about this because literally my dad was t- calling me. Like, he called me three times throughout the game. And I think his his feed was ahead of me, so I was getting pissed. I'm like, yo, dad, we're going to have to talk later. But before the PKs, he was like, ah, I'm not sure. He's like, <laughs> what I, he's like, exactly. He's what I don't want is for the black players to not miss – for for them to miss their PKs. And I was like mm. – I was like, man, you put it in the air. Man, I don't want them to miss their PKs. And then, lo and behold, they did. But, yeah, for me, personally, like, Southgate's at fault. The leadership from England, like, the like star players. Um, Henderson, you're supposed to be captain of the team. You come in, you sub out. Like, captain, like, yo, I'm in. Don't sub me out. I'm taking the PK. Like, this is my squad. So, I feel like he's not a dog. Um, Graylish, he's whack as he's, I was, I was about to start cussing. Sorry. He's whack because he went in the tabloids and said, Oh, oh I wanted to take a PK after the fact. Like, okay. If you, you wanted to, in front of you him. stepped in front, like, yo, I'm taking a PK. This is, this is my moment. Obviously the coach makes you know, the, the final the decision. Thing about but... that is how, did you see like, like going into PK shootout, how Southgate was, was like yeah. giving his assignments? He straight bypassed Grealish. <laughs> yeah, like nah, he's whack as that. He's whack for that, especially like yo coming to the tabloids after. Obviously, he's trying to protect his name, but in that moment, no, you stand up for your teammates, and you didn't take a PK for whatever reason. Um, keep that, keep that, keep that between the team. Keep that in the locker room, um, and support your teammates. So I thought he was whack mm-hmm. for that. Um, who else is at fault? Obviously, Sterling. I get it to uh, an extent. In terms of what? In terms of Graylish? Yeah, because I, I I think what he was trying to do was try to put some of the heat off of Rashford, Sancho, and Saka. You it think so? <laughs> it backfired. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, for me, it's just like, yo, you didn't take a PK. Don't say, don't make it about you. Because if you would have took a PK and you missed, you know, you didn't take one, so you don't even have, you, like, shut your mouth. In my, in my opinion, I, yeah. I feel like he was protecting himself in the sense of like, uh, Roy Keane was like, Grealish is supposed to be a big player. How come he didn't take a PK? And he immediately said, well, I wanted to take a PK. It was Southgate that told me not. Like, no, bro, say. Yo, Rashford, uh, Saka, and Sancho were selected to take PKs because um, coach felt more confident in them. And unfortunately, they didn't make. We lose as a team. We win as a team. Don't make it about you, my guy. That's my that's my like rant about it. Um, like I said, uh, Henderson weak for that, um, and then Southgate obviously. You know, you got to be the scapegoat. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Um... You bring in two players who barely played the entire tournament to take PKs in the final. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, that, seriously. That, that whole energy was just bad. Yeah. 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 Like, people are already making a, a big deal about Sancho not playing. Mm-hmm. And then you finally use him. And he, he has had a chance to, to play. Probably had a chance to warm up. And you just say, "Hey, go ahead, take, take a take a PK, win us a championship." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a lot of coaches do that. It's not just this situation. Like they won't. Obviously, everyone has their role within a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a role within a tournament. But there's a lot of coaches that will like try to figure out every other way than to give the player that maybe deserves an opportunity a chance. And then once they're like in the fire, like, "Oh, here, take your chance. This is your chance. Make it happen. Do it." And it's like, whoa, what, what you talking about, man? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about this, but yeah. yeah unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, like you said, then three black players were the only ones that missed their pins, um, which led to some expected 
unfortunately, sadly, that is expected these days, racial abuse toward them on the timeline. Um, but it looks like there was a conscious effort, you know, to combat the abuse this time. So, like, you know, fans, um, even like the FAs and stuff, came out, tried to get in front of it, tried to, you know, openly wrap their arms around these three men. Um, so I want to get you guys' thoughts on how you think these situations were handled by both the media and the fans. I'll let you go first. No, I thought, I thought, um, I think we as a society came together and like kind of understood the moment. So we kind of put out the fire before. And I, I definitely think the media and the FA and the organizations, they definitely did a good job around it, um, brought light to the situation, made it, made it, you know, not right, you know, for the people that, um, you know, were bold enough to speak out, you know, behind screen names and fake profiles and different things like that. Uh, we kind of shut that down. And I think, let it not just be for this moment, but like throughout, you know, moving forward, you know, because a lot of pressure is at stake, you know, and obviously when it comes to social media, jokes are going to fly. That's just how it is. But there's a, there's a line that never needs to be crossed when it comes to, you know, uh, racism and um, feminism and all these different, different isms that, you know, we, we hope to highlight and, you know, treat fairly. Um, I gotta put this. What was funny about this whole, about this whole thing was that a lot of people who were suddenly trying to support the play were were people who were last year was like nah, trying to minimize. Uh, Black Lives Matter, the kneeling, uh-huh. trying to say that this is bad, but now trying to just do a whole baby face turn <laughs> and say, oh no, we got to support these guys. Keep that same energy. Keep that same. Energy. Yeah. We're going to have to start keeping receipts too because people think we forget if we're being honest. Oh, oh there, there was. Um, there was um one one p.m. Well, I, I I don't know how to let an office go in England, but there was one that got straight called out like pretty Patel. Oh, uh, I think uh, yeah, I think my I think and my boy Ethan the, Reese, the receipts were there. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I think my boy Ethan called him out on Twitter actually. <laughs> Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was right there, right away. Unbelievable. And obviously, uh, people can change, but I feel like, like you said, people are like try to do babyface switches to to fit the moment, and you know, it's not authentic. Like people can read through that, and like we're smart mm-hmm. enough to know, like, all right, maybe you did genuinely change, or maybe you actually took some time to like have some empathy and show. Uh, but if you're just doing it for a moment, you know, let me just post a, a black square because everyone else is doing it. Uh, let me just do this. Like, nah, sit, sit down somewhere. Just so. do it for the clout. Exactly. I think one positive we can pull out of this is um, I think I read somewhere that four of the abusers were arrested. Um, so somehow they tracked somebody down and, yeah. you know, made an example of them. So I don't know how much that's going to change it in the future but you know it's a step i think it's a step towards you know letting people know that you know this isn't something that'll be tolerated um especially since we could track your ass down and track your ip address or whatever and find <laughs> you. <laughs> so you know think think before you you know think before you got twitter fingers you know what i'm saying and that's the crazy thing is that, is that they're not even talking about the um how fans are a bum rush wembley going into the game Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. They're saying that effect yeah. might affect their two thousand twenty thirty bid. They're saying that, that right, might right, affect right. their twenty thirty bid. Like England went full England. <laughs> they went full hooligan on them. Right, right. Then like that, they're talking about we have UEFA might lay some sanctions, but it's England. It's <laughs> we wait for, so you never know. Yeah, a little slap on the wrist. 
One question I got. So where do you guys think, obviously, England, World Cup final, uh, sorry, World Cup semis, Euro final, 2022 is right around the corner. Where do you think you think they use this as motivation or you think, obviously, anything could happen in a tournament, but you have them as favorites? One of the favorites? No. No. I mean, there was no South American teams in that tournament. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I'll, I'll put it like this. The um, I think the team might bounce back quickly, but the media is going to keep drawing back on this one moment and won't let them proceed and proceed mentally towards the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. That's a good shout. Uh, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. From the standpoint of like how they play, I think they definitely need to be a little bit more progressive. Like they got to take some risk, especially like in the World Cup. You got more teams now, yeah. South American teams, African teams, even the North American teams. Like if I know we're going to get into it later, but if Canada makes it, Mexico always does well. Uh, U.S. Like there's a lot of talent. So you got to have to be a little bit more progressive. Obviously, definitely have to have that pragmatism when it comes to tournament. Their defense was solid, but a lot can happen in a year too. So we'll see, you know, who, who even ends up making the they're, squad. They're really holding back that attack. Yeah. If they ever just just let loose, there's a but lot then of. Do you think it's play. at the expense of their defense, though? I like Philip Phillips. I'm sorry. And uh, Declan Rice, but as long as they keep trying to glorify Harry Kane, <laughs> it ain't work. Goal merchant. Well, I'm a low key, low key. I'm low key happy that they didn't win because they would have tried to find a way to make him like best player of the uh, and like and low key is there for right, it's his right. fault. And Harry I don't want to make it into, yeah, I don't want to make it into like a a, a race thing. But it's Loki, his fault they didn't make it to the final in the World Cup because he didn't pass it across the throne. And now, obviously, he started He started late. You know, he got his goals. He's a goal merchant. Like, I'm going to give him that. He knows how to score goals. Um, I never really used to rate him, but after watching him in this tournament, the way he drops back in the midfield and makes those passes, all right, he's a good player. But the way the media glorifies him, golly. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. I'm like, y'all didn't watch the game, obviously, because you got other boys, uh, obviously Sterling, uh, you know, Phillips in there, Declan Rice, Kyle Walker, who had a great tournament. But Harry Kane, he's like, you know, he can do no wrong. So, but, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. I mean, I look at as the American Wando. That's just me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say, like, Pulisic. The way that they put him on a pedestal like that. No, because like, here's the thing. In every final that he's been in, he hasn't scored. And people just want to make this 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 big thing like he is this he is the king of England. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they like he got he got he got he got multiple lives. Like he could do no wrong. Man, you know if they would have won that Euro, he would have they would have got knighted. Oh, for stuff. sure. He would have oh, yeah. hurt Harry Kane now. Like he would have hurt, <laughs> hurt the end of it. <laughs> Woo, yeah, that would be crazy. Terrible, but yeah, I can't stand that. What, what I found real funny though was um Prince uh William and and um and his son um uh, King George, uh, uh, Prince George. Yeah. And how they were all hype when, when England was winning. But when, as soon as they went the PKs, you would have thought Megan was cut by the come to the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, they knew her. They knew, they knew, you know, PKs is not something anyone wants to go through. And then obviously, it's like the odds are for you, but the odds are against you too. At Wembley PKs, you know, it's just 
don't leave it up to chance. So I'm, I'm sure that's why they were nervous. I would imagine to be like in that, def- in, that they, in that owner's box. They definitely played to hold the lead instead of trying to actually win. Oh yeah, like the worst thing that could have happened for them was scoring early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you when you play not to lose, um, it usually backfires. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so there was a there's another final that weekend actually the day before um, Copa America. So Argentina knocked off Brazil in the Copa America final, giving Messi his first major championship in Argentinian shirt. Finally got the monkey off his back. No pun, no racism, no, no racismo there in Brazil, Um, in Brazil. Right. So what are you guys thoughts on this? win? does it vindicate Messi from, you know, the, the one criticism he has on his name or does he need to do it again? The fact he did it in Brazil, should count for two or three. Nah, yeah. If you look at the storylines, like the Copa was supposed to be in Argentina. So it would have been like mm-hmm. like a great like storybook, like finally gets Copa in home the year Maradona, you know, leaves us. Uh, but then to do it in Brazil, your biggest rival, where they haven't lost, I think the stat was like in 70 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not saying it was vindicated because yeah. Mans took Mans took Argentina like through all this turmoil that they had with the FA that no one like talks about. Took it to a World Cup final in Brazil. Took mm-hmm. it to multiple Copa Americas. Yeah. Uh one, I think both uh, PKs that like got out in PKs. Mm-hmm. Uh, most capped international, most goals for uh, the country. Like he's put the team on his back, the country on his back multiple times. So it's not a level of vindication, but in like that's the first time I've seen Messi play defense in like three years. Like he he was making sure like that man, <laughs> that man that man said, yo, this, someone's gonna have to die before they uh before they take this Copa America away from me. And like I want to give a sh- like shout out. I'm not sure he's ever gonna listen to this, but Di Maria, one of the most underrated Argentinian international players over the last 10 years, 10, 15 years. Man's a baller, man deserves that moment. Um, you know, especially after missing the World Cup final. Uh any other country, he would be the star, the star man. But I mean, you're playing with Messi. So uh yeah, Messi, like he could tell everyone to shut up. Like the way he was trash talking, I love that trash talking to some of Colombia. Uh he was just, you know, there's nothing it's that if you're having an argument with somebody and they don't have Messi as number one or maybe two if they have to give a, a, valid, a very valid case uh, just leave the conversation it's not even worth it and then right now sorry i'm like i'm going on a rant right now neymar and messi two best players in the world currently right now it's not it's not it's not up for debates hey, special shout out to my boy amy martinez forever a gooner <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was yeah he was talking big shit you know because The, the funny thing there is that how Barcelona had a somewhat shaky season. Yeah. And how just by this one performance alone in the Copa America, everyone's now like Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Got to give it to him. Yeah. Even Lewandowski was like, yo, I'm not winning it. Like, they're giving it to Messi. Yeah, I feel bad because they should have just gave that to Lewandowski last year, and they like changed up the whole rule. They, they owe him one. Yeah, they owe him one for sure. So you mentioned Neymar, um, you know, with some some epic producing of the show, while Argentina was celebrating in the background. The audio that you hear is Neymar sobbing loudly. So. Do you think? Do you think Brazil comes back with a vengeance in the World Cup? Like, is this is this going to be like so sour for them that it's like hell to pay when the World Cup comes around next year? Yeah, that Brazil team is so stacked. Um, I'm so excited for the World Cup. Um, Yeah, they're gonna come with the vengeance. I think they need to. They need to. They need a couple more pieces, which will they probably will get. You know, because Brazil has a factory of talent. But yeah, 
I think they're going to come with a vengeance. And before that game, they hadn't lost in like 20-some games. Um, yeah, they're going to come with a vengeance for sure. Gregor, what do you think? Um, I like their chance, but um, I don't. I don't see it. Get, I just don't. I think they still need some help up front. Exactly. And um, I still feel like they don't have that playmaker, that true ten, not name on on the route, but a true. Central playmate. When that happens, move Neymar inside and move Neymar inside and just put like uh, Vinicius on the on the on the left or something or the right. It's always so on um, balance when you have Neymar out wide and everyone kind of defers to him. They need someone in the middle, and then they need someone behind that striker. Once they have that, yeah, because especially with um, who was it? Um, Casemiro behind him, he's cleaning up everything. <laughs> yeah, they're almost there. Yeah, that's a good and, point. Because if you look at past Brazil teams, or like when they were like, you had Dino and Kaká, or you had, I mean, obviously Rivaldo and Ronaldo, mm-hmm. so you couldn't just pinpoint one person, you had to account for multiple people um yeah so that's a, that, i like that point should be interesting it used to be Coutinho, but i don't know where he's at right now so many players have cashed out to china <laughs> that it messed up what this team could have been because like you remember like guys like ramirez Hulk. oscar pato yep. they should still be playing Playing right now. Yeah. Oh, true. I forgot about Oscar. That's a Chelsea legend right there. Right, right, right. Why and they just um, disappear? Why isn't our boy Marcelo getting looks anymore? Probably age. Yeah, he's a little. But at older. the same time, he still, still got Tiago. So I feel like both at Real and Brazil, Marcelo getting. Nearly enough love. Yeah. I mean, Real Madrid, they got Mendy. He's probably – he should have been on the French squad. He's like – he's he, he's next up. So, obviously, they're going to have, like, a rotation. But Brazil squad, even from experience alone, you got to have Marcelo, I feel like. I think there's a spot yeah. for him in that squad. Um, especially if you look at the, the gold out they gave up in the final. Um, left back kind of made a mistake if you want to be nitpicky. So, uh, but the, if you look at the roster, the like the age, like they got a young, they got some young guys outside of like uh, Neymar, Thiago, Firmino. And they, their squad's young, so it's, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, they got a lot of young heat coming up. Um, but let's jump up to North America, North Central America, Caribbean, however you want to call it, with the Gold Cup. So Gold Cup's underway. I'm still in the group stages, um, but I want to get you guys is. Favorite to win, so one your favorite, and then two, the sleeper team to look out for. Um, I think it's Mexico to lose. You have to take to to consideration that they lost Nations League, so they need to bounce back. They called a pretty strong roster here. So I think that for them to bounce back in going into qualifiers, they need this. No, I, I agree. I think it's Mexico's to lose. Obviously, they're dealing with a couple injuries that happened already. Um, but with their with their squad and, you know, even though it's the, the, the games are in the States, you know, Mexican fans show out. Um, so I think it's theirs to lose. Obviously, Jamaica has – you know, recently done well in past Gold Cups. Um, I, if if Davis was on Canada squad, I know he got injured. I would have I would have went to Vegas and put money on them. Um, my sleeper pick though is El Salvador. 
I think they got Ooh. they got they got some pe- they got some they got some pieces on that uh, team. They got some boys from MLS that have come um, and <laughs> identified with their El Salvadorian roots. Uh, Roldan's uh, younger brother Alex. They got Eric Zavaleta, and for the longest time, I was trying to figure out how he was uh, from El Salvador. Um, but <laughs> those are uh, those are some pieces that they've added, and I think uh, they got a good coach, Hugo Perez. Uh, they're doing some good things. So I'm excited to see uh, Copa de Oro, as me and my friends like to yeah, joke, uh, Gold Cup. As far as the sleeper go, Jamaica always seems to do well in the Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning them. And just given how Haiti played in their first game, mm-hmm. they're, they're one that you wouldn't, at least wouldn't want. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, true. I'm going to throw, throw a weird one in for Qatar. Like, oh. they got it. They got it. They're, they're a national team for hire, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, none of, those, none of those people are nationalized there. They like, they're giving out citizenship for the sake of sports. <laughs> on, I, I on, on every level of sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, and they actually look decent against um, who did they play this last game? Uh, uh, Panama. Panama. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they yeah. look good, man. So, I'm gonna throw a sleeper, uh, a dark horse in there for guitar. I like that. That's All I'm gonna say is, I bet you, ninety percent, their first language Portuguese. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. The only, uh, I'm gonna say, the only, like, when it comes to players that will play anywhere, it goes Nigerian players second, Brazilian mm-hmm. players first. They will play anywhere. Oh in the yeah. World. No problem. So, yeah. There, there's some pitfalls to that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Especially in Qatar, you might want to get stuck out there. Um, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the Gold Cup should be interesting. Um, nobody said the United States. Obviously, we sent our B team up there. Um, but let, let me say this real boys. quick. I like this team. There's some guys that probably should feature going and qualify, mm-hmm. but this is not their time. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to say them, and they have a lot of people on their roster that I'm excited about, but very much so. Berhalter is not playing them. So, like, I've, I've seen Jackson Yule, like, no disrespect to my guy. Um, he's, he's not, he's, He's Will Trap. He's Perry Kitchen. Like we know those type of players. I need to see Busio get in there. And there's no disrespect because, like, he, I mean, he plays at the professional level, so he's good. But at this international level, it's a, it's another it's another. You know, you need something. You need that. I can't. You can't put your name on it, but you need that dog. You need that instinct. And mm-hmm. he's cool. He pass. He pass left to right. He'll pass up and back. He'll make the diagonal switch. But nah. So, and I'm not just trying to call him out, but I, I feel like there's there's more people in the roster that Berhalter, hopefully, as the tournament progresses, he'll start incorporating them. Um, but after the game against Haiti, I, yeah, if I if I'm putting money down, I'm not I'm not putting them. I mean, there's definitely guys that have potential to feature going forward. You need to go ahead and see if they can contribute now mm-hmm. because once we finally get going in the, in the qualifiers, you won't have that time to tinker and, and experiment. Like you got to whatever remaining depth cho- choices that you want to get toward. This is what you got to do right now. No, you're exactly right. And if you look at the roster, Outside of, let me say, Sebastian Legit, Kellen Acosta, um, obviously Pulisic and McKinney and Adams, not a lot of those guys have played in the qualifiers. They've all played in big games, like they're playing at high level. But when it comes to qualifying, when you go into Guatemala and your hotel rooms, the, the phone's ringing every minute. When you go into Mexico, when you go into El Salvador, you need those guys that, you know, I, I know I can count on him. He's not going to, you know, shy away from the moment. Um, in those big games, 
And that's what's going to be important when it comes to qualifying. It's not really about like, oh, yeah, we could play cute. We can like possess the ball. It's like, no, nah, we need to win these 50-50 balls and we need to make sure that we put the ball in the back of the net and go home with three points or a tie. And um, that's kind of what I'm worried about because there's not a lot of guys unless you're going to call in like Josie back and, you know, Yedlin consistently to like and Brooks um, to like kind of help the players understand that moment. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing you can say about that is, and this is like on some abstract shit. Like, so the MLS guys who play Champions League mm-hmm. do have some of that experience. So, like you, you, the Miles Robinsons, George Bellows, they mm-hmm. had to go into you know Honduras on a wet, some wet spring night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like handle yeah. business on like concrete so like they so they had they have some of that yeah. that experience that you can you can glean from and hopefully they get a shot like miles is getting his run but i want to see bellow get to get his run too i definitely think bellows as we'll say a long-term prospect mm-hmm. but um dk busio they need to play now now i feel like starters Kind of got lost in a shovel to look in the past year, but I think that DK's running too hot to not playing. Right. Yeah. That, 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 you make a fair point, but I feel like Burholtz is going with someone he trusts with Zardes, and obviously, you know, people are going to talk about him, uh, but he just some finds a way in the in the box. He, he finds a way. Um, I mean, I personally, I'm calling DK 10 times out of 10, yeah. but that's who he's going I with. I think that um, it makes sense to at least start with Zardin because you want to give him that opportunity to reestablish himself. But before the end of this group stage, DK needs to be going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, you're right. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Should definitely be fun. But um, let me see. We bring up MLS. So a recent article from Sportico came out um with some new MLS valuations for 2021, and it's looking up for real. Um, so LAFC at the top spot now. Um, so let me run down the list. Top ten. So at number one, you got LAFC, 860 million. Number two, Atlanta United, 845. LA Galaxy at 835. Seattle Sounders at 705. Um, New York City FC at 655. Toronto at 650. Portland Timbers, 635. DC United, 630. Austin FC, 575. Um, And then Sporting Kansas City at 550. Um, And so the recent sales of the Houston Dynamo and Orlando City were each around about 400 million. So that Definitely helped push the valuations up. Houston sold at a 13 times revenue, um, and Orlando sold at about 10 times revenue. So as of right now, the average MLS franchise is worth more than every Premier League team outside of the Big Six. Like, so think about that. Like, Sporting Kansas City is worth more than like Everton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, what are you guys' thoughts on these numbers? Is it good or bad for the growth of the league? It's good for them. <laughs> um, of course, I, I'm a big, I'm big uh, open system guy, mm-hmm. and I would love to see that wealth, wealth spread out. But just looking at it directly, it's good. They yeah. they have made this system work for them. Yeah, yeah. If if you're an owner, you're you know, you're happy. Uh, I I think they're overvalued. Um, to be honest, like, um, I'd be interested to see where Charlotte lines up. I know they were bought for like three fifty. So to see the value with 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 that franchise, I'm not sure if they were included. Um, I mean, but, if Austin's already a yeah five. Yeah, five seventy five. They gotta be probably six. But it's so right? weird yeah. because 
And he owns the he owns the Panthers too. Or so right. it's like how much of that crosses over. I can get it for the Atlantas, the LA's, the New Yorks, maybe. But Colorado, uh, maybe Nashville. I have a hard time seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's those are some of the, like, the least the least valuable teams in the league right now. Um, I'd be curious to see, uh, see how much Montreal and um, Vancouver. Surprised Miami wasn't in the top 10, to be honest. They keep nah, fucking up. Though. They got invested <laughs> in the shit left and right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no pink, no green. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, hopefully, it, like 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 Grego said, hopefully it like transitions into like the growth of the game across the board, and not just you know the top, the top of the top. Um. So I'm interested to see what these valuations mean. If more investors are going to come in, because you know if someone's looking at this, if I'm someone, I'm like, all right, I'll just go get a second division team in Europe, and hopefully they get promoted and then um you know which is what some american investors are doing exactly and obviously you gotta you gotta watch out from that standpoint because not every league is strong but if you do it the right way um you're getting a way more bang for your buck and yeah, yeah i mean I what i find the most conflicting is that you have these teams growing value, but they're not drawing on TV. Yeah. And I feel like what are we using? Oh, sorry, sorry about that. What are we using to as a metric to say this is an attractive product? that you want to watch on TV, that you want to go to a stadium and help build going forward. No, that's a good point. And I think another thing, uh, and I know the NBA owners, I know there's an article that talked about it. Like they're not even worried about the TV deals at the moment because of the money that they're going to make from sports betting. So I'm not sure how MLS's approaches to that. Like that's a whole nother revenue platform. I just hope that MLSPA is making sure the players are getting compensated because I know the Sportico article touched on it. Like the the salaries are starting to get better and, you know, hats off to the growth of the game, but they're not proportionate to other leagues based on, you know. Not numbers. in close. Yeah, so we'll see. In, in I mean, context, context, Colorado is the least valuable team in the league. And they're worth three hundred seventy million. I could see that. Cronky's well, uh, not even worried about Colorado. He Trash got Kroenke. he got L.A. <laughs> he got Arsenal. Like this is like Standard a tax guy. tax. This is a tax write off, man. It's a really Does he have Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need Arsenal. He got L.A. Rams. Uh, he got SoFi <laughs> Stadium. Like, he's sucking he's all the good. money out of Arsenal. Right. Got. Exactly. He, you know, the money, the amount of money taking loans out Olympics. against valuation. <laughs> oh, All right, nothing, nothing about that guy. Um, but let's jump into um one of our favorite segments of the show: no card, yellow card, red card. So this is a rapid fire segment of the show where I'll read off some news topics. Um, it could be sports related, it could be pop culture related, doesn't matter. Um, and we'll give our opinions on it using the soccer card system. So no card is uh. You know, I agree with it or I'm cool with it. Yellow card is I can go either way. And red card is obviously I disagree or I'm not cool with it. And so we got two topics today. Um, first up, Messi reportedly agrees to a five-year deal with Barcelona at a significantly reduced salary. So what card are we giving Messi for re-signing with Barca? Or potentially re-signing with Barca? For me, no card. Yeah. You take a pay cut and you're still the highest paid athlete. <laughs> highest paid professional soccer player in the world. You get guaranteed years. I think um, 
and he did he did uh, a service to Barcelona too because I don't think he's gonna play out the whole five years of his contract. So mm. wherever he goes, they're gonna have to pay a transfer fee. Um, exactly. Which is like his like, all right, thank you, um, thank you for your service, appreciate y'all. Um, I think all he needs is uh, he. I think he wants to get that one more Champions League. Um, if he can get one more, uh, it's gonna be tough. But if they keep Pedri, if they get some pieces. I mean, they got uh, Memphis it in there now, boy. It could happen. I don't think it'll happen next year, but it'll happen. I think he'll get one more. And, uh, I mean, keep breaking records, keep playing. Like, what what, what, what more? Like, what more does he need? I think he did him a, a huge favor going for the year. Because everything up until the announcement was thinking like two years, three years, something like, yeah. like that. So he made sure that when I leave, y'all will still get paid. Yeah. And like I said, that's that's huge on him on him. Because he had to do that. Yeah. Do you think Messi is the type of player that will go to like China or like go to? Uh... Well, he's in Miami right now, so <laughs> hey, he got he probably got like three different houses out there. He just he's I just vacationing. Hey, Dybala is out there too. Yeah, that's just that, that's the that's the that's the spot. The international flights straight to South America, so that's just the that's just the spot. I wouldn't rule out China, but. I think Ronaldo's going to China. Messi goes here. Really? Well, is yeah. it because Cristiano Ronaldo can't come to the States or just... Dang. <laughs> <laughs> this, man, this man got his ESPYs via teleprompter. Right. He got his ESPYs via Zoom. Hey. Man, what, what, he got cases out? Yeah, they really still there. Cases, yeah. They got them cases, huh? All right. Um, the ICC is mad. They can't. They can't. They can't bring Juventus to the states. Right. I'm sorry. This well, McKinney matter too. At the way, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. For sure. We just want to play. We just want to sit, see um, McKinney. Yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> Ronaldo said nah. Yeah, I said nah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. I don't think Messi is chasing money at this point. Like, dude is like rich beyond rich. Like, so I don't think that's a motivation right now or at this point in his career. So I could see Miami happening for the proximity or I could see him going back to Argentina somewhere. Go to back to New Boys. boys. Like yep. If I'm, I'm going to the nostalgia. Uh, if I'm MLS, I'm giving him a Beckham deal. To come to Miami yeah. right before the World Cup, That's, 2025. Give him, give him part of Beckham's franchise. <laughs> yeah, like yo, <laughs> we bring in you, we bring in Griezmann. He's been Griezmann's coming probably like after World Cup. The way he's talking, yeah. uh, Neymar. Five years, Neymar gonna be uh, maybe after the World Cup for Neymar. Uh, and like yo, just have Messi play with his boys, I guess, and make it make up the shape. Give him that that uh, that um. Get that Beckham deal. deal, yeah, and go get a team in San Francisco. Really? What about San Jose? You said forget about San Jose, huh? Yeah, they got territory rights over there. If they can make two New York teams and two LA teams, they can do the Bay Area, either San Francisco or Oakland. Mm. <laughs> well, Oakland. We gonna have to talk about Oakland on another podcast. They, uh, they, yeah, they need some help. Mm. I'm sorry, a little guys. bit. Hey, sorry, Karma guys. is a motherfucker. All right. Yeah. Um, next up, UEFA and Commonwealth reportedly in talks to hold a friendly between. I don't know if it's a friendly or if it'll be like for a trophy, but mm. between the Euro winner Italy and Copa America winner Argentina in Naples, Italy, in memory of Diego Maradona. So, if you're not familiar. Maradona, obviously an Argentinian legend, but also a legend over in Italy as well for Napoli. Um, so I think that'll be like kind of a dope little tribute to him. Um, but what, what card are we giving this idea? Greg, I know you got something to say on this. Time, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. You, you know what, uh, what, um, what I called that cup. 
Yeah. <laughs> the racismo cup. <laughs> Copa de racismo. Yes. Uh, Pardon funny. my Spanish. But all things considered, it, um, I guess they could do some in October if there's a free date. Whatever. Go for it. Yeah. I like their idea, obviously, from a business standpoint and like uh, honoring uh, a great. I think instead of making it like a whole uh, actual like competitive match, just make it a friendly, make it like fun, you know, make it in honor of Maradona, maybe have some charity foundation aspect to it Uh, because they're going to play again. They're going to play each other in Confederations Cup. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me know. And in terms of in terms of storylines, because you guys brought it up, I'm all into like storylines when it comes to soccer. So mm-hmm. if I'm in Vegas, I'm looking at the odds between Italy, Argentina final in Qatar. I probably don't think it's gonna happen. Italy needs like a front man to score. So hopefully Balotelli comes out the woodworks. Um but does um uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so it's a winger. Yeah, he's a winger. He's a baller, by the way. Whew, he's a dog. Out. Yeah, that boy balled out. Yo. And I'm you can tell, like, he wants it. Like, yo, he was doing, like, you need a... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That boy is that boy's different. Yeah, like, he's a dog. Like, I fucks with him. Big time. Yeah. All right, so what card are we giving this idea? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. We didn't get the... <laughs> I'm going to give it a yellow card. <laughs> yellow. Yeah, I'm giving it a yellow yeah. card. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it could be dope. Do a little documentary yeah. around it or something like that. Yeah. Dope. But yeah, but so that's it for no car, yellow car, red car for this week. Over to you, Amobi. Yeah, that's our show for this week. Subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get discovered. Follow us on all the socials at Two Cents FC. Check out our merch at Two Cents Sports It helps support the show. And tweet us your comments on the show and any topics you want me or El to discuss. Once again, thank you so much, Grego, for taking the time. This was a Newsweek episode. Um, yeah, so that's all we got. Yep. Make sure you follow FTCUTD for the culture. Buy their merch as well. FTCUTD.myshopify.com. Tap in, support us. That's a nice jersey. Oh, you like this? Hook it up. Yeah, El's jersey collection is top three. I got, I got. They sent me two of them, so. Um, I'm gonna throw one your way to give me a nice little Pele situation on the back. All right, we'll talk about that offline though. All right, <laughs> till next week, y'all. Peace out. All right, catch y'all.